0: You're listening to the Men of Athens podcast, coming to you live, recorded <laughs> from Gresham, Oregon. I'm Thomas Lawson. And I'm Dave Barry. Barry Blast. What's mm-hmm, up, man? I'm mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. blasting away. Yes. Dave Barry blasting Well, you got another cup of tea going on today. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, it's a reused tea bag, so still, this is the second cup. It's very responsible of you. Stewardship of the
0: earth. Stewardship of the earth, brother. And you're wearing a hat that says coal, so... You're just like a walking dichotomy. (laughs) Paradox. Man, Environmentalists would have a heyday with you.
1: (laughs) Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: We won't delve into that today. It's not about mining, it's a snowboarding. Oh, okay. That's an activity I never did growing up in the South. We didn't have a whole lot of places to go snowboarding in
1: Louisiana. It involves snow.
0: (laughs) It involves snow. We get that about every five or six years and and, uh, catastrophe hits. Mm -hmm. Today we're going to be talking about... Church membership. its mm. a subject that I'm actually quite passionate about. Mm. Um, and when I told somebody that one time, they looked at me like I was crazy. It's like, how can you be passionate about church membership? You probably are. I am.
1: Uh, Thomas, the Bible doesn't say anything about church membership.
0: Right. Don't exactly. try to control
1: me and tell me what to do. Doesn't
0: say anything about praise bands. Doesn't say anything about... Uh, all right, I'm, I'm going to get mean here okay, in just a all minute right, if all I right. don't stop. But uh, church membership, um, Dave. Why should I be passionate about that? Well, you are. I, I am. I am. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I, I just asked you the question that I knew the answer to. So it was it was kind of a, a little bit unfair. No, to
1: but you. tell me. You no, know, tell me why. Why are you passionate about it?
0: I think. Um, so let me back up and give you a, a story. So a friend of mine. Let me back you up before you back
1: up. Okay. Do you – have you always had experience with churches that did church membership?
0: Yes-ish.
1: Okay. All right. Yes-ish.
0: Comment All your right. story. So um, went through several different types of churches growing up. Um, early on, yes, the church had membership. Formal membership had a role. The responsibility of membership uh, – it was would be hard for me to, to, to judge that now based upon – you know, my view, because I, I was a kid at the time, so I wasn't really cognizant of what that meant. I do know that that meant you were in on the business meetings um, of the church, and it was a congregational church, and if you were a member, you got to vote. So that was at least one thing that I know, and we actually had roll call uh, at the church. I don't know if you've ever experienced anything no, like no, that. No, no, no. No. Um,
1: not at all. What so Yeah, so was it there was, numbers that you guys had to stand on and line up. No. It was so We did that, that in PE in 7th grade, so I'm not. No. Yeah, it was uh so Sunday
0: mornings, let's see. I'm trying to remember the flow of how things went. We would get there before Sunday school and there would be kind of like uh we'd sing a couple songs. And then they would have before you went to Sunday school, they would have a roll call. You would they would somebody would read off the roll, and and you would say here if you were there. Um, huh. So they would go down the list, they would you know check people's names off. Then we would go to Sunday school, and we come back and then be in be in service together. Um, they had yeah formal membership, and the way you joined as a member of the church was after the sermon. Uh, during the ninth, 10th, or 11th verse of Just As I Am. Mm-hmm. when They were doing the invitation. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, I don't mean to make fun. But, you know, they, mm-hmm. were, they were doing the invitation. Um, you know, obviously that was viewed as a time people could come forth and profess faith, or um, maybe they were struggling and they wanted prayer. But it was, also, it was also a time that you would go forward to say, I, I want to join the church. And if you were joining on profession of faith— uh, you would have um, asked for a letter from another church if it was part of the sister denomination, and they would have uh, transferred your letter of, of membership to that church. And so that's how you became a member uh, of,
1: of the congregation. Now, just quick question. Church membership, that's something that Southern Baptists made up? Is that? <laughs> no, it is not. And Could, wait, see, hold, so let me just give you a quick background. Yeah. So I I... Um started walking with Christ at twenty one. And then the the uh the church tradition that I was saved in is just a stereotypical non-denominational, um well, functionally anti-denominational slash church membership is an invention of man mm-hmm. that is just about holding back the leadership from what they want to do, arguing about petty things and splitting churches. And then, so, thus, being in that type of soil, I was around people who also just uh, really stuck their nose up at the idea. Yeah. So, but you began by saying you're passionate about this.
0: Yes, so, the reason, one of the reasons I'm passionate about it, not, lo, not only do I think it's thoroughly biblical, mm-hmm. but I, I think one of the reasons so many people might be against it is because they haven't truly understood what it is. Mm. If church membership uh, means you get to throw a wet blanket on every idea that, that church leadership comes up with, if it means uh, when you get into the business meeting you get to argue with whoever else is in there about the color of the carpet or you know what kind of light bulbs they're going to put out in the foyer – if if it means that you get to uh, you think you get to know everything that's going on in the church and gossip about it with everybody else, yeah, that that's not what we're talking about here. So membership um, is a word we are applying to two basic commands in Scripture that we see in the New Test, Testament, in the New Test the New Testament functionally going on in the life of the New Testament church, and that is committing and submitting. Uh, you could explain this in, in other ways, biblically, but, mm-hmm. but I'm looking at this in, in these two terms, and they kind of rhyme, so it's gonna, oh, I yeah, like it, yeah, I like it. Committing and submitting. And you, you, let's take the context of the New Testament church, okay? So you have the church in Thessalonica, you have the church in Corinth, you have the church in... Philippi was there first St Paul church of Philippi and second St Paul church of Philippi and third St Paul church of, you know mm-hmm. what, there was a church mm-hmm. in that context so if you were following Christ if you identified as a Christian in that cultural context you didn't have you didn't have the opportunity to church shop Mm. like people do today. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you didn't go to First St. Paul Church of Philippi and say, well, I don't really care for the music here, and then go down the road. There wasn't another church down the road. There was that church or there was, you know, execution. Mm-hmm. That, that, those were your options mm-hmm. as a Christian in mm-hmm. the early church. So there was the assumption then, as you were part of that church. Once that church had, had established eldership and, and had a plurality of leadership in the church, you were either a Christian and you were there, mm-hmm. or you were not. Mm-hmm. And if you apostatized, if you left the church, if you you, you were leaving the faith. Mm-hmm. Now, fast forward two thousand years. Our context: we live in a different time. There is not a church in Gresham. There. Are, are multiple churches in Gresham. They're in Sandy, they're in Portland, they're, they're Vancouver, Beaverton, wherever. We, we have a much bigger metropolitan area. We have a much larger number in comparison to 2,000 years ago of professing Christians. And so we gather in smaller local communities, mm-hmm. some much larger than others, mm-hmm. some thousand multi-thousand member churches some several hundred some less than a hundred but we're gathering in these these churches these gatherings these local ecclesia and uh did i pronounce that right you're the greek guy
1: that was ecclesia
0: or ecclesia because you know i'm not a greek guy but i just i know enough to be dangerous yeah (laughs) you're dangerous i'm dangerous yeah um so we, we we gather. So mm-hmm. we have a bit of choice in in what we do because in our area right here, there are a number of solid gospel preaching churches. Mm-hmm. I could go be a part of any of those and be under the sound preaching of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Churches that believe in the inerrancy and authority of scripture, justification by faith alone. Um they're each going to be a little bit different in, in the culture of, of uh, what their focus is. Mm-hmm. They're each going to be different in, in the composition, their demographic within the church. But I can go be a part of that local gathering of Christians. And so mm-hmm. now the question then comes about, we see these commands in Scripture to be committed to one another mm-hmm. in love, deferring mm-hmm. to one another in love, and to be submitted to elders. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. How then can you be committed to a local body and submitted to a local group of elders if you always have your foot in the back door ready to leave Mm -hmm. as soon as something happens Mm -hmm. or something goes wrong Mm -hmm. or they bring, you know. Mm-hmm. They change
1: up the worship style or something like that. Right, or you, you, know, you, the, you add to that thought, not only is it submission to the elders, but Hebrews talks about how elders have to give an account to the Lord for their eldering, for their mm-hmm. shepherding of the flock. So in a mobile society that we live in, or just that whole scenario just painted, how is an elder to know who they're responsible for? Right. Um, to bring up the topic of church discipline— Uh, That presumes that someone is part of the congregation, known in the congregation. Everyone considers that person part of it or a member. Mm -hmm. And to um, remove someone from the congregation implies that they're known to be part of, of that church. Yes. But how... So if someone was going to say, well, Thomas, I've got a Costco membership and... Um, you know, I'm just a part of this church. I'm, I'm just, I'm kind of here. Um, what what? So when you talk about membership, are you saying that I need to have like a, a key card to get in? What is that? <laughs> what, how do you flesh that out a little bit for me? Well, let's flesh it out in the context
0: of our church, Gresham Bible Church. We okay. have a membership covenant. And I uh, actually don't have that sitting here in front of me. But, uh, and Dave's going to go get it right now. Um, there I don't think that's it, Dave. Um, we have a membership covenant. and let, Let's just summarize, because it does talk about those things in there. It talks about being committed to the life of the church, using the gifts that of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. in the context of the local church to serve the local church, mm-hmm. to be uh, part of the body, praying for one another. Mm-hmm. So it, it is this entering into this relationship. It's this declaration of relationship with the local church, and it's this commitment to, to one another Mm-hmm. And it's saying, I'm going to sit under the, the, the spiritual authority of the, the man that God has called mm-hmm. to be elders. Mm-hmm. So when you boil it all down, there are people that are, <laughs> for lack of a better term, they're anti-church membership. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when you ask them the question would you commit to a local body to serve the people there and and walk in faithfulness with them prayerfulness love compassion patience and would you submit to the leadership of this church they would say yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well in in a nutshell that's membership you yeah. you just you just declared membership mm-hmm. and and so in our modern context the 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 evidence of that is is something like a membership covenant or a mm-hmm. public statement because in simply leaving your house and going to whatever gathering there was back in the New Testament, the mm-hmm. the, the gathering of Christians, that was the public statement. Mm-hmm. You were saying, I'm part of this group, I'm committed to it, and I'm going to submit to the leadership of mm-hmm. this group because there was no other
1: group to go to. Yeah, you know, I, is it okay if I agree with you? Yeah, okay, totally. so let me agree with you. <laughs> Or you can disagree with me. Well, I agree. Because, so, so, so you know, personally, I gave that little testimony earlier about my, my background of being in an anti-membership environment. But now I realize that that attitude was both arrogant and not rooted in Scripture. So you mentioned the word covenant a couple times. hmm I think when you get into a word argument, a semantic argument, like the whole notion of membership, I mentioned Costco earlier, uh, or the sporting goods store, whatever it is, we have our membership cards. We live in a membership society, which functionally means I am a consumer, and I am going to pay a due to get into this thing, and then I, but I, you're there to meet my needs. And sadly, that's not what well, – sadly, that is – that's where the misunderstanding lies yes. for the New Testament. Yes. So when the Apostle Paul talks about how we are members of one another and then goes on to a, a analogy of the body, hand, foot, nose, that's a beautiful picture of we're not just connected in one body in Christ, but we are essential to each other.
0: Mm.
1: So, so I think if we could recover that notion of membership, and uh, man, that's another topic, but that might be too hard to do in our culture right now. But the other word you mentioned, which is perhaps was is the most significant, is that word covenant. Yes. So a human being cannot relate to God outside of covenant. Across the pages of Scripture, God enters into relationship with humans in something called covenant. And when we read Scripture, we see that a covenant is a um, solemn oath-bound relationship between two parties. In the case of God, it's a divine covenant where he's promising blessings on a party and the people owe um, owe obedience and allegiance to him. There's blessings and curses involved. But also in the New Testament, you see special relationships, kings making covenants with each other. So David, young David before he was king, had his best friend Jonathan. They made a covenant together Mm -hmm. in their relationship. And then perhaps one of the most striking ones is a marriage relationship. Marriage relationship is covenant. And um, it's taking where people who were not formally related and making them related. So you fast forward to the New Testament, and that which simply means new covenant. And Christ makes a new covenant. It's not just with me individually and you individually, but we are both together part of this covenant relationship. So all that to say, when someone joins a church, We need to take that long view of, I'm going to be here until I die. Mm -hmm. I remember hearing an older believer say that when his family moves to an area, they marry a local church. They covenant with that church. So that rich notion of of membership, that's what's in the Bible. And to go further, there's evidence all over the New Testament of not just knowing who explicitly is or is not in the congregation— Mm-hmm. but also counting, right? We had to know, who, we, they back then, <laughs> had to know who the widows were and the widowers and how to care for those widows. Yeah. There was a roll call of widows uh, or widows. Yeah. Now, how you express that and do that, standing up in church and doing roll call, roll call I can't say my L's right now, Yeah, I think would, is just, Lame. (laughs) We have Excel spreadsheets today. uh, We we have Excel. Uh, uh, But there's a local congregation I visited a couple years ago, and you sat in your pew, and each pew had a binder, and and it went past, and you uh, checked that you were there. And I now, as I get older and being in pastoral ministry for over 15 years, have an appreciation for that. Yeah. it seems antiquated and um, anyways so i agree with you
0: yeah i i think a lot of times it's, it's the it's it's an argument over terminology for people mm-hmm. A resistance to mm-hmm. membership mm-hmm. is is really perhaps it was formed by a, a bad experience
1: well get, let me jump in can i cut you off Absolutely. i just cut you off can i cut you off yes i cut you off <laughs> so you you went through that list of Carpet arguments and finances and business meetings and things like that. Yeah, but but membership, as you mentioned, is fundamentally about um, what you say: commit and submit. Commit and, and submit yeah. for those commit commitments. Those are those one another's in scripture. I, I I show up on a Sunday or I I see you and I need I need to recognize that I am there for the spiritual benefit of Thomas Lawson. Right, and I need a scheme of ways to help you draw closer to Christ and follow Him. And I also need to show up so that you can watch me and care for me as a brother in Christ to know how, how am I doing? Uh, Sin is usually that subtle drift. It's never you wake up and decide. Well, usually you don't wake up and decide, I am going to totally sin against the Lord today. I'm going to totally have a bad attitude with my wife, my kids, my friends. That usually doesn't happen. Usually there's those seasons. I need you to look at my face and see, Dave, you've been downcast lately, or you've been just seeming like a grump. Yeah, you're you're in sin, or however you're going to articulate it. Let me help you, brother. It, it deconsumerizes the church. Ooh,
0: yes. that's not a word, but I just made it one. Deconsumerizes sure. would yeah. be hyphenated. Yeah, um, because if you if you're going into the church on a Sunday morning, if you're going into the gathering with the idea that I am all in, Mm -hmm. or if if you're going in without the idea that I'm all in, it it goes back, your foot's always in the door. Yeah. Um, And and I've been in situations, I by no means want to paint everyone with broad strokes here in what I'm about to say. So don't, don't, uh, all the thousands of listeners out there, don't send me angry emails. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) you can, um, I've been in situations before where I've served alongside people in a church who were there for sometimes a year or two, sometimes even more. Never were always kind of had that resistance to church membership. Mm-hmm. And when things went a tad bit askew, they were gone. Not all, not yeah. all. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna paint it with a broad stroke
1: here and say all. But <laughs> Even though you're painting in broad strokes? I am. No. Wait, I'm, I'm, can you give an example? I think it'd be really helpful to hear. Um, well, that, so the picture <laughs> the picture that I'm getting is, is, is uh, someone's attending, and then as long as you're meeting my needs, yep. things are cool. But hey, leadership, you said something, did something that I didn't like, so peace out.
0: Yeah. Um, let me give a somewhat hypothetical, um, but yet truthfully based example because I want to be careful so this is
1: going to be a hypothetical truth
0: this is this is based upon it's based upon a true story okay (laughs) in in the Hollywood sense of uh, this is not in any way canonical of what happened in the events it really came down to an issue of music and musical style Hmm. so a church uh, began to use um, some more contemporary in, in conjunction with traditional hymns, begin to use some more con, uh, contemporary-type uh, worship songs. Um, nothing drastically radical, at least from my perspective. I mean, it was some Chris Tomlin stuff. But, you know, it, uh, it, it upset some people. Mm-hmm. And they left. And they were not members. They were not members of the church. Um, whereas the members, even those that didn't care for it, stuck around mm. because they're like no this is not a gospel issue um, this is I don't believe sin is happening mm-hmm. this is this is something that is uh, preference and so this is my church I've committed to be in covenant with these people I've committed to use my gifts to love them and and serve them and be served I've committed to uh, the eldership of this church so I'm going to stick around mm-hmm. uh, and I'm going to I'm going to you know, I'm just mm-hmm. going to smile on mm-hmm. Sunday morning when they're playing the song I don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I could probably give a lot worse type of of scenarios. Of that's things. a good one. It's, it's, yeah.
1: it's a, a preference was no longer being met, and so that that sadly shows that that that's a that's a common thing. Mm-hmm. It sadly shows the shallowness of the maturity and. And uh, those are strong words, but it's true because that means that the sound of the music for 25 minutes on a Sunday is more important to them than their spiritual care of me or them wanting me to spiritually care for them.
0: I I don't want to be careful. I don't think everyone who might be wrestling through this issue is going to do that. Okay? No, so absolutely, absolutely not. yes, yes. But to so someone who still might have a resistance to the idea of church membership, and and uh, especially in our church, mm-hmm. um, where I do believe it's it's done very very biblically, in the view mm-hmm. of what it means, mm-hmm. um, even if we don't have all the details ironed out in terms of uh, how you know voting and all that kind of stuff like that, um, is is biblical because mm-hmm. if someone says well I don't believe in church membership it's like so why wouldn't you want to commit to be in, in covenant with these people here and submit to the eldership what what would be preventing you from doing that mm-hmm. and if they were to say well nothing it's like mm-hmm. well just let us know t- tell us that then yeah and then you're that's membership and yeah. uh, in, in its basest form mm-hmm. uh, you know and so I, I can understand and appreciate people have been through Bad situations. People have been hurt, and uh, may not be clear on the issue. And if we want to call it, you know, call it—I don't know—call it something else. Give it another
1: term. But is <laughs> you know, I, I, I but, think covenant church covenant is a helpful way of yeah. of saying it. Still fancy and biblical. A covenantal member
0: of the church. A Covenantal. If you want to take, it's it's almost hard to remove the word
1: member from from it. It is. Because Paul talks about us
0: being members one you know
1: of one another. Mm-hmm. It's... <laughs> it just takes so much work yeah. to explain what that means, and you're right. I mean, it's laden with with baggage. There's there's a reason why the cliches of membership exist, because they exist. There's there's I yeah. I know many of many stories of people uh, who are you know have been to business meetings. Even that's a horrible name. Let's come up with something <laughs> else other than business meeting. <laughs> Because, yeah, we're doing business, but we're not a business a family meeting. I mean, part of it' is semantics is terminology, but but I, I do think there could be more helpful language. But if we take that long view that you're talking about, yeah, of of recognizing we we are journeying together to the celestial city. Mm-hmm. Right? and and uh, there's a team of shepherds who are uh, under Christ. helping us circumnavigate the valley of the shadow of death and then going through it and all the things. And we take that long view together where, Lord willing, we'll be together until he takes us home. Yeah. uh, Or he moves us to to a new location for his gospel purposes. You take that long view, and I think it changes that perspective. I think a lot of us have a short short view. Yeah. Um, So... You know, when I look at Scripture, I think the fact that the the whole notion of you are in covenant—I mean, it's just fundamental to being a Christian—that we are members of one another, as the Apostle Paul talks about—that that people were counted that um, for the sake of their spiritual benefit of helping meet their needs—that there are offices of elder and deacon, and there's all these different roles that. The elders give an account for the people. It implies knowing people. Church discipline, they, they know someone well enough to know that they're walking away from Christ and refusing to turn back to Christ, so they have to be excluded from the church. Mm-hmm. That mountain of evidence shows that there was a formality, a formal nat- nature of knowing yeah. who was in and who was out. There
0: was a formal distinction between who was in who was out. Yes. And, and that's the label that we put we put church membership on that. We call those members.
1: Yes. (laughs) And the the nice thing, as with a lot of, quote-unquote, doing church, is there's some leeway about how you express that. So so actually doing church membership in a local church uh, is also a wisdom issue about how then best do you vote? Mm -hmm. If so, how? Um, How do you actually... Engage in church membership, and hopefully, two thousand years since the cross, we are better at being members of one another than we've matured as a as a church. Mm -hmm. So, there are best practices and poor practices, and and what I'm thankful about the elders of GBC as a continual attention of wanting to be wiser and more biblical in the application of covenant relationships, mm-hmm. yeah, membership in the church.
0: Dave, we are out of time. Where this episode has gone a little bit longer than we intended, but you know what? I think it's a great topic. And I think it's one that we need to come back to at some point because I'm sure people might have questions. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, if you have a question, feel free. Questions, plural, at menofathens.com. Questions at menofathens.com. We might be able to address it on a uh, future episode. Happy to do that. Uh, But for now, it's been great having this conversation today, Dave. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah. So for Men of Athens, this is Thomas Lawson. And he is Thomas Lawson. (laughs) Yeah. And sitting across from me with a coal hat on is Dave Barry. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you on the next episode.
1: All right.